Hey, this is Mark, and this is what happened last time. Dimble's jailers turned out to be three knock-touch spellcasters. We killed them and their minions in a hall of hanging zombies. We found what was left of Relop's brother, but we weren't able to save him from the evil magics imprisoning him. Somewhere between life and death, all Relop could do was let him go. We took his remains with us and burnt the place down on our way out. The next morning, Remy, our guide, surprised us by leading us to his master, the wizard Renwell. He turned out to be a font of information. He told us what we need to do to get into the Shadowfell. He told us the book that we picked up in Bedlam belongs to the elves, who would be grateful for its safe return. And he told us how to destroy the eye by bringing it to an elemental forge in a ruined wizard school north of Rontamon. Our discussion was cut short an undead army approaches Rontamon, and something told me that the Death Knight from Fire's Heart, the one who told me he'd be back, had kept his word. So we left the group on the towers of Rontamon. And in a hurry, under the, the direction of Renwell the Magnificent, you take the eye as quickly as you can out of town as this undead army sets up a siege to the south. You're heading north. You get your horses from the stable, run, and grab whatever provisions you might have left back at the Rontum Inn. And you're told on the way out, because he had said, look for giants, and look for a high cave, that you should follow the trail of the stone giants on your way out. The gnomes call it the line of march, and it's a apparently a series of giants that were turned to stone in some conflict long, long ago. And past the giants, you'll know you're, you're on the right track when you start seeing, they call them whirlybird patches. So trees that are dropping seeds with those little fans on them. But before you actually make it out of the town, things start raining in Tarantanen. And apparently they're catapulting into the town, but they're not catapulting any ammo. They're shooting undead into the town. And when they land, because you see a few of them come close to you, they completely disintegrate. I mean, they just bust up into pieces. They're harmless. They're not going to hurt any, anything because they're just broken bodies when they land. But these skeletal bodies all say, send out the eye, the eye of Iatuli. Like, and you get this sort of repetitive chant from these undead that they're shooting in. So you get north out of town. As you start to hear things, you know, guns are going off. They've set up some of the bigger cannons off the walls. One of them you heard referenced as the midwife. And apparently the midwife has gone off because you just earth shattering sounds coming from the south side of town. And it doesn't take very long as you ride north, kind of in a hurry at first, and you start seeing giants. Some of them are partial, you know, loot and missing limbs and heads and things like that. They're, most of them are somewhere around eight feet tall. They look like soldiers. Some of them are in formation. Some of them are on their own. A couple of them are sitting down here or there. It's just kind of an odd sight as you get used to seeing these giants. And you actually spend several hours on the road and then suddenly you start seeing these copses of trees. 
and these little whirlybird seeds coming from them. And the trees are actually very vibrantly orange. It actually just turned, it's the first day of the month, it's autumnum, which is deep into autumn. And just as you're getting used to some of these giants just kind of being part of the landscape, one of them seems to move. And you realize that there's what looks to be a live giant standing among the statues. Does this giant look like it's out of dust? Um, I'll let her tell you. Oh, we'll have weapons drawn and crouch ready to pounce forward if she becomes antagonistic. You can tell I've been watching you because I'm standing and my bow is loosely down at my side with arrow knock. I'm about the size of the stone giants. Seven foot, one inch, so a little shorter. Long black hair, loosely braided down my back with smaller braids entwined with brown leather and green fabric. Some of this I'm going to skip because you're too far away to to see it. Um, (laughs) What looks like white freckles framing my face. I have a black enameled chest plate, leather bracers, trousers. It looks like I've been in the woods for a while. Is the bow drawn or it's just loosely at your side, you said? Loosely at my side. Okay. Do we know anything about giants? Really, the only interaction I think you guys have had was that hill giant outside of the last inn down by Princeholm. But that one was much taller than these giants. Do we know that there's good giants, bad giants type of thing? You don't know of good giants, but you don't really know much about them either. Old stories. Lucan will start and tell everybody, hey, let's and start trying to get everybody to avoid this giant. All right, sword, let's, let's go and see if she follows. She's actually probably approaching us. How far away is she? Far enough away that she would have a shot if she needed it. Right. So whatever, you know, the sort of the extent of a short range of a longbow. So I uh, raise my hand up in greeting and <laughs> see what she does. See this large armored man put his hand up. Hail you. Are you guys all clumped together? Or are you kind of loosely in line? Probably loosely more... riding in line. I'm assuming Lucan and Zahn are still in their vestments of some sort. So they have a marking. They still have marking of their order. Zan is actually wearing her breastplate and purple leather that she picked up in Fire's Heart. So she's her long probably, coat, yeah. Yeah, she's not as identifiable, but Lucan probably looks the part. I'll nod back at Mer, and then turn towards Zahn. See? Just wave people, see if they're angry or not. Let's go. Better than getting shot in the back, I suppose. Is she moving closer to us, or is she staying her distance? Staying my distance. Okay. Uh, let's just travel, follow the path, and if yeah. we get close enough to talk, we talk, and if we don't, we don't. Is the path leading towards her, or on, or on a perpendicular? I think she probably wouldn't be right on the path, but one o'clock, two o'clock from you. Okay, so going forward will still bring us closer. Are you moving away from them? No, because I'm waiting to see which way they go, because they're kind of crossing my path. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they're going the same way as I am. We can try to give her a little mm-hmm. bit of space, what? like go off path a little bit, just to kind of keep a short distance at least. Yeah, she's just kind of watching you using one of the stone giants as cover. Smart. And... You get close enough to where you at least feel like you could, you're with an earshot of reasonably hearing each other. Does anyone speak giant? No, I don't speak the language of two rocks clanging together. <laughs> is, is that what it sounds like? Uh, maybe. Wild guess. 
You're also assuming that she doesn't speak common. Hell, what's your name? In common? In common. Kaya Ranhildervak. Good, Gesundheit. Kaya. Oh. Kaya von Hilderbach. She kind of squints her eyes towards you and <laughs> then kind of ignores you travel where? We're going on this path up to the forge. Do you know where it is? Shake my head, no. It's supposed to be on this path, uh, past these giants into a forest of um, whirling leaves. Ah, yes. And Looking came, came. for big fire. Throw stuff in. Turns, squints her eyes at you again. Why? To destroy a great evil. Hmm. I'm like gesturing with like my hands, like trying to impress the magnitude of what we're trying to accomplish here. <laughs> Good place for evil. A couple of loose skeletons, by the way, start coming up the trail behind you. And I'm just going to, for color, I'm just going to say that she shoots them both down for you. The dead are sieging Rontamin. You should get out of here if you can. It's dangerous. Everywhere is dangerous. All right. <laughs> the adventurer's life for me. <laughs> yeah. I like this one. She likes fire. And she understands dangers abound. No, she understands where fire is. Mark, there's a differentiating factor there. She said evil belongs in fire, and that's a fact. Yeah, okay. So do you know where this cave fire. is? She pauses, kind of looks around, and points in a general direction. There. Would oh. you be willing to lead us to there? <laughs> on my way. All right. You know, we don't want to be unfair. We'd be able to compensate you for your time with us. She shrugs. No need. So she's free. I'm on board with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, lead the way, Kaya. And she'll just kind of gesture forward. Von Hilderbrock. Von Hilderbrock. Bach. Rain Hildervach. Rain Hildervach. There we yeah. go. Anyway, Kaya, lead the way. Mm. All right. Any conversation on your way there? I'm assuming we're kind of keeping our distance a little bit, at least enough to just see where she is and being a little bit behind her. But if she have wants we, to say anything, I guess. I was gonna say, have we noticed any more additional features now that we are closer to her? That's a good question. Yeah. The freckles probably stand out a little differently now, right? Yeah. You notice the freckles are actually not natural. They're uh, white tattoos on her gray skin. Mm. You also notice she has three silver rings in her right ear and a large green emerald stud in her left earlobe. Hmm. What other weapon is she carrying? She has a scimitar okay. along with her longbow. Uh, Hulk's going to lead over by Merch and like, all these face tattoos and stuff. I think she might be more hardcore than you. Yeah, well, she's more hardcore than you, but that isn't saying much either, now is it? Oh, you wound me so. Hulk, Relot. if you had feelings, we might actually hurt you. Relot, it becomes very clear that she is tracking something to you. She's not just bringing you somewhere. She's actually following a trail. Mutter under my breath and no wish. To Merc. Looks like she's trying to follow something. I answer Nomish. Can you see what she's following? What the footprints are? Do I see any sort of tracks on the way up there? 
Yeah, now that you're looking for it, you see that it looks like, almost like something was walking on stilts. Dagger strikes into the ground. Looks like some sort of, not sure what exactly, it seems to be a herd of, I don't know, deer possibly? And point out the uh, holes in the ground. Out of character, this would be amazing if she spoke to Gnome. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever picks up that one. <laughs> that would be great. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody spoke giant? Nobody picks that one up. <laughs> well, in a world where they really haven't seen a giant, too. I suppose like Lacan can with comprehend languages. Oh, yeah, the helmet. Mm-hmm. He's got a magic helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride a little closer to uh, Kaya and then uh, look down at the track she's following. What are you tracking? She doesn't look up. She just kind of looks sideways because that's how tall she is. <laughs> I think even on a horse I'm tall unless she's on a horse. <laughs> no. Uh um Kruthik. She looks at you. Kruthik. I've not heard of this creature. Very bad. Should go in fire like other evil things. See Hulk, she said it again. The flame goes to the evil. Oh yeah, why don't you two just start dating then? Well, I'd make your day, wouldn't it? He not good enough for my house. Uh, <laughs> me or him? <laughs> I'm just going to, like, fall over. <laughs> I'm not good enough or he's not good enough? I'm confused. Could be both. Not sure yet. Huh. Uh, just the fact that he's not, like, I'm used to not being included in the stuff. Is Listen. he okay? Who? Hog? Yeah. Fell on, fell on ground, yes. <laughs> Don't worry about him. All right, I'll catch my breath and mount back up. I'm going right. to wave to Zan <laughs> to come over. All right, Zan will pull Sienna forward. I'll point to the tracks. Do you know Kruthik? Kruthik. So am I seeing these dagger points in the ground too? Yeah. So it doesn't look like a split hoof. It looks like an actual dagger in the dirt, like just a single yeah, like point. Points, yep. Have I heard that name before? You can make a nature check to see if you've heard of one before. Sure. I could do that. I got a seven. <laughs> you have no idea what that means. Yeah, you haven't heard of those before. But it looks like a bunch of dagger stabs in the ground. Yeah. So she'll kind of look at it. She'll kind of shake her head no to Kaya and go... Is this one thing or many things? Mm, many. On same path as your big fire. Do you require aid? Kind of looks at you. Not require, but on same path. All right. Then yes, we can we can assist you in payment for you guiding us. It would feel fair to do so. Do you Test agree? You, yes. All right. <laughs> Can you tell me what this is? What are these things? Many in impact like wolf. Okay. Are they uh, m mammals? Do they have fur? Eh, like, mm, like lizard. Lizards. Or, so like or a reptile. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do they just stab with these daggers or what else can they do? Uh... Uh, shoot like arrow. All right. And under, under, under stone, underground. Come they up. dig. Yes. All right. 
How can we track them? Are we going to be able to surprise them, or are they going to surprise us? Uh, they like heat. They like heat. So oh, that's close easy. to your fire. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, okay. Right. Makes makes sense. Okay. Uh, how many of them are there? I follow few, but we'll we'll have more when together. And are you doing this for any reason? Is there a trophy or vengeance? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Zane kind of like stumbles back from your loud bellowing laugh for a second. Like she almost goes for a sword and then stops for a second. Like, okay. Is good test. Yes. You're you're testing your hunting skills or ours? That could be for you, but yes, me. Okay. Are you part of a tribe? Do you have a people? Yes, people. Where are they? Not here. <laughs> okay. That that was the answer to the question I gave. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I should have been more specific. I apologize. Ah, no, no need for you to know. All right. No need. Uh, we would be more than happy to help and test ourselves and help you test yourself. Ah, good. She slaps her on the back. Oh. <laughs> dent, dent the shield a little bit because she has her shield on her back. And just like hits it. She's like, oh, okay. Sienna kind of juts forward a little bit, you know. Yeah, like gets stumbled forward. The, the horse, horse gets pushed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that, you're welcome. That's great. Did everybody hear that? She's going like, to lean backwards to everybody. I'm going to just, Hulk's just going to like thumbs up. Marcus just has a little smirk on his face. So we're going to help her hunt these lizard things that dig underground in exchange for her doing the guiding? That's not how I heard it. I heard it. We're going to have to fight our way through it to get to where we're going anyway. That's also a possibility. Strangely enough, I think Merc has a really good point. All right. Just keep tracking and tell us if we need to be ready. She says they bury underground so they could ambush us at any time, really. Be, be aware. Don't worry. We have Lars' torch. All right. You're going to spend most of the day on this traveling. A few more skeletons seem to find their way to you, but they're easy to dispatch, so we're not going to go through it. But it's clear that that, that eye is attracting whatever is in the area. But it does also seem that the efforts of the, of the wizard and of the Patchwork Battalion and all the people of Rontaman seems to have kept the heat off of you. You know, no, nothing seems to be following you you know, in large groups or anything like that. Just as the sun's about to go down, through the haze in the sky, you can see, you know, you've come to these whirlybird patches. They're, none of them's more than a couple of acres. You know, it's not like a true wood. They're just these pieces of trees. And again, all vibrantly orange because of the time of year. But there, you know, you can see the hills turn more into mountains in the, in the distance. But before that, there's a hill that kind of comes up from one of those patches of trees and that's where this cave is kaya very much knows this cave it's there's some sort of volcanic activity or something that happens inside there and people of her people typically avoid it but she knows that it's a place with with activity and that makes a lot of sense if these things are attracted to heat so you're probably still about an hour or two away from the cave but it's you sort of know where you're headed uh, Hulk's gonna go up next to Kaya. He's like, 
So with it getting later, is it a good idea to break camp or? Like, yes, like, let's break camp and wait for the undoored horde to catch up to us. I'm asking our guide because, you know, she actually knows this area. Did she know about the undead horde? I don't what? really think it's a horde yet. It's a bloody army. With catapults. <laughs> what army? I'm going to gesture to Merc and be like, well, you know, you wanted to bring it up. You could tell her about it. And then I'm just going to. The item we're seeking to destroy draws the undead. That's why they've been showing up randomly. There is an army out Rontamund that's coming this way. Probably after that eye. I don't personally think it's a good idea to stop. Then no stopping. Uh-oh. Either army or Kruthik. So Kruthik. I mean, at least it's a change of pace, I guess. Are we still seeing the tracks on the ground of the daggers? Yeah. Do they live in that hill? She's asking Kaya. Live underground. Many. Big, big family. Uh, Hulk's going to kind of backtrack to Relop a bit. And like, hey man, do you think you're going to be ready for a multiple target type situation? Yeah, I can take care of myself. Okay. Other than that, how are you doing there, little buddy? Let's get this done. Right. Okay. Good talk. So we'll keep pushing forward towards the hill. Okay. So there comes a point where you probably need to tie the horses off, find a place for them, and then take the rest of the hill by foot. It's a little bit too steep and, you know, full of things they could... Break it, break a leg on. When we do that, Mark, I'd like to kind of motion Zan over. All right, so she'll make her way over there. What's going on? Kruthix have all mother, one queen, big, oh. mean, spray, uh, what's the word? Dissolve acid. Yes. Acid. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, so like they're like bees they're, they're like a hive yes hive uh, kill kill all mother problem gone will all the other ones die or will they just leave easy to to kill afterwards okay so she should be our we should attack her first if you find first not likely alright do the little ones spit acid as well no, no, just just her. All right. Feel okay. a slurm episode coming on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Brian's going to walk in and keep drinking the slurm. Yeah, keep drinking slurm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are they close? Do you know where they are yet? Yes, close. Uh, need to break them up. Bad together. Bad together. Need one. One easy to kill. All right. Uh, how do we draw them out? Heat? Uh, do we create a fire? Will that bring some to us? Is warmer closer to hive? You know, close when warm. Right. That makes sense. I, how do we draw one out to kill easily? And then again and again. You may have more ideas. All right. Your um, group, I, I, I know not what 
mm, that one soldier, that one falls off horse. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks over and I'll go, oh, yeah, yes, he, he does that sometimes. Um, uh, let me ask and see if we can come up with a plan and we'll make sure we're ready so that we're not surprised. Yes. Just let us know if you sense anything coming, all right? Yes. So I'll go back to the group. She says there's a queen. There's, it's like a hive situation where there's one that if we kill, will make all the rest easy to kill. So we have to get to her, but we have to get through in, in not an army, but at least a group of them before we can get to her. And in order to pull them away, we have to draw them out with heat. Does anybody have any ideas? I mean, this we could one. always have Luke and tell some story. There's a lot of hot air there. <laughs> Sounds more like you. Hey, oh, uh, oh, real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bow. <laughs> I mean, we can create a big bonfire, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to draw them to us. She says it's it's hot near their hive, which I'm assuming is in the forge. I mean, I'm sure they're right by it. It'd just be easy enough to have them come check out what's going on with a bonfire. I don't know if that's going to be enough heat to draw them out. Right. If only we had some way of some, like, gigantic magical force of heat from somewhere. You made, like, a wall of fire. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. All right. I can do that. But uh, to be honest, what else are they drawn to? Are they drawn to food or anything of that nature? Are she, we food? Can we just lure them out with us? She didn't say. She only mentioned heat specifically. I really don't know what they eat. How long does Wall of Fire last? Um, hang on a second. Let me pull it. As long Real as I quick. want. I can do the Wall of Fire for a minute. I don't think that's going to be long enough. enough. Yeah, I don't know if it will be. Just for I, clarity's sake, too, guys, the place that you're going into, these caves were used as a school of magic, in which they mm -hmm. dealt with a lot of elemental magics. It was specifically a school of evocation, and the Forge is sort of one aspect of that. Like The idea is that, that uh, it's not just like a freestanding Forge, it's it's a complex. Yeah, I figured it was like a dungeon to get to it buried deep down underground. And we're trying to figure out how to draw them out of there if we can. But I mean, I can try. We're, we're right here. I can just try to do it at the uh, out front of the cave and see if I can draw some out. Are we are we at the cave right now? I just have fireball. Right. Um, I, I think this conversation was going on about halfway up the hill because you guys decided you needed to, to tie off the horses. Yeah. So why don't I create the wall of fire closer to the cave entrance and see if any of them come? Yeah, Good. why not? Kai, I think we have a plan, and I'll make our way over to her and tell her what we're going to try to do. So you make okay. fire? Yes, uh, mm. a relatively big one. It might be enough heat to draw them if they can sense it through the ground. Maybe, yes. All right, well, we're going to try that. We'll see if it works. Okay, kind of staying pretty far back, or how's... How, I could do it 120 back? feet away, so I, I would probably be around right on there, but if people want to be closer to jump on these things when they come out, we can. I'm going to be whatever spot is best for my longbow. You could be right next to me, and that would be within your short range, I think. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I'm so do me. By Sam. Okay. So Kaya, Relop, and I can be 120 feet away. Holg, Merc, do you want to be closer? Yeah, I'll be closer. Uh, again, I will do Operation Get Behind Lucan, and I'm just going to tap on behind him. Okay, Lucan, where are you going to be? 
I'm just in range to throw stuff at him or uh, throw Tempest, so. You can be closer than the 120 if you want to be. I'll be super close if you guys all are right. all willing to. Yeah, I got all your right. back, man. <laughs> all right, Mark, you got a, a sense of where everybody's going to be? Um, Kaya so is going to have to be a little further back just to be within her short range of for the longbow. So if there's anywhere more above Xan and behind, that's probably where she'd want to be. So she could cover everybody. We're kind of going up the hill, I, I assume, right? So we're... yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be able to get a higher range unless you're willing to run all the way around the outer like entrance and then shoot down as they come out. Mm, she could. I mean, that, that's an option if you want to. She'll say that. And before we start, too, Lucan is going to put his hand out towards Holg and a little shimmering light goes up around Holg and he's got Shield of Faith on him, which is 2 AC for 10 minutes. Okay. Merc, Lucan, and Holg are all going to be up close with everybody else further yep. back. Okay. You go ahead and put your fire up. Anything specific about how you're setting it up? Well, like she can do it as a continuous wall, so she's going to make it kind of like a square near the front of it. So she's going to kind of create an edge, then connect the edge, then connect the edge, then connect the edge, and make a square out of it mm-hmm. with all of the fire pointing outwards. So as soon as things cross into it, that's when they will take the damage. Or so the if they start within five of it, I guess. Are you actually covering the entrance, or are you putting it nearby? No. Kind of nearby it, so like I want to make sure we have range to get into it if we need to. So like ten feet away from it, maybe. All right. So this big white wall of fire appears, kind of a a big, almost like a squared off pillar, and everybody sort of stops and waits to see what's going to happen. And you actually do see a few critters sort of skitter their way up from lower on the hill, but on sort of the opposite face, if that makes sense. Like, they see them come out of nowhere on either side. And at first glance, they almost look insectoid in the way they move. And they, they're, they're about dog-sized, and they have these pointed, spiky legs that, you know, they do sort of spear into the ground as they, as they move around, which is why they're so easy to track. They look like they're probably reptilian to a certain degree, but they also have... What do you call it? Chitin? Like it looks like a insectoid sort of armor. Oh yeah, chitin. I think they pronounce. Is that it. how you say it? I think it is, but I, I don't remember specifically. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it looks like uh, this layers of hardened skin. On top of that, the actual creature itself looks kind of skinny, and you know, if you took that stuff off, it, it would be this scrawny thing with spiky feet. But the it's got this natural armor. There's about four of them that come up the sides, and then three more come out of the cave entrance and they all sort of sit there and they're all skittering at each other. They all make this like chittering sound at each other and it seems like a bit of a communication and they're all sort of clumped into a group in front of the cave entrance. Should we roll initiative? Looks like it sounds like it. All right, Hogue, you're going first. You see these things all chittering at each other trying to figure out what they're looking at with this fire. There's seven of them total. Okay. I'm going to hold and wait for uh, Lucan to go. All right. I don't think it's a good idea for me to rush in there and try to stir anything right, up. Right. Are you, are you actually, red, Hulk, are you ready in action, or are you just kind of skipping it and just say, I'm going to wait till... Yeah, I'm going to just be defensive until Lucan goes, so probably next round I'll catch up to wherever he goes. All right, Lucan. Oh, baby, we're going to Tempest that pack. I'm going okay. to throw Tempest at him. You may not get every one of them, but four easy. I rolled a 25 to hit. That'll hit. 
I rolled an 18 to hit the first guy, the direct guy, and then on the other ones, they have to make a saving throw of 13, and I think it's a dex saving throw. Let me see. Yeah, dex saving throw of 13. Okay, and what damage is it taking? 12 points of damage, um, or half if they fail the save. Sure. The one you hit just looks like hack. It is definitely on its last legs. You actually catch five of them in the lightning, and they all screech and skitter at each other. And one of them kind of jumps out, and they, they're all just sort of hone in on where that came from, and they're all looking your direction, Lucan. Lucan says, are you ready, Hulk? Hulk's going to just nod and prep himself. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Kaya, you're up. All right. Are they bunched together at all? The Yeah. Yeah, Vicks? they're pretty much, a, pretty much a group at this point. How close are they to the rest of the party? How close were Lucan and Hulk from the I would, I would have been as close as anybody else wanted to get. So how about 30 feet? Close yeah. to me if you needed to. They're within uh, 30 feet. Okay. I'm going to try to hit one of the crucifix in the middle because I want to try and see if I can bursting arrow effect that's targets creatures within 10 feet sure. of it. Tom, the Beholder Dice Tower does not like me right now. Maybe you okay. should move it to a different spot on your desk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have three attacks. First one does not hit. I'll trust you. Uh, yeah, that's like 13. Yeah, the arrows go flying there in go. there. Hit the armor on these things and bounce off. Last one's 15. Ugh. No, all three of them. Oh, okay. The arrows come in. It's impressive how fast she lets these things off. Doesn't seem to do the damage, right? Doesn't quite catch the spots it needs to catch. The Kruthix, all like a pack of wolves, start running over towards Lucan and Holg, and I guess Merc's over there as well. And so they're all going to sort of pack up and kind of divide themselves among those three targets. Hulk, you end up taking seven points of piercing damage as one okay. of them catches you with the um, spiky. Did thing. you remember I'm AC 18 at the moment? Yeah, they have it. They get advantage because of okay. the pack thing. Uh, I mean, that was actually four attacks, so one of them caught you. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. My reaction for evasion or uncanny dash. Oh, okay. So, okay. So right. that's four points. Lucan, you end up taking just six points of piercing damage from one of them that catches you. Merc, the other two, the two that are on you don't get in. So they're all just sort of, you know, flashing these spiky legs and, you know, trying to find points in your armor. Some of them, it's like, ting, 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 you know, they hit, but doesn't get past your armor. So a couple of hits on those two, Merc doesn't get it. And then there is one on the back. So six of them all attacked up close. And then the one that had been hurt actually sort of bristles itself up it's got these spot they all have these spines kind of coming out of their back and he sort of flexes and then shoots one of those spines con oh yeah he'll hit a 20 just four points of piercing damage as the spike basically catches you along the neck that's their turn though so now zan it's your turn she's going to advance 30 feet forward getting to within 60 feet of the group you said six insects on the three melee guys Yes, and then one that was sorry, the one that took Tempest is the one that kind of stayed back. She's just going to charge up some, you know, iridescent energy and toss forward a glitter bomb onto all six of those insects. So they okay. all need to make Dexterity 17 against Fairy Fire, and the Wall of Fire will drop. The two that are on Lucan 
make their save, and one of them that is on Merc makes his save. So we've got two on each Holg, Lucan, and Merc. Lucans aren't fairy fired. One of Mercs is not, and then the rest of them are. So this sort of white glow lands upon them. <laughs> so advantage to attack those. That's what I like to hear. Stick attack. Relap, you're up. I'm gonna look over at Kai and say, um, perhaps this will help a little bit. I'll move forward about 20 feet and cast slow on all of them. Okay. Six of them. Uh, 16 wisdom save. One on Lucan, one on Merc passed theirs. The one on Merc that passed was actually the one that was fairy fired. Otherwise, everybody else is slow. So there's only two out of the seven that didn't get slowed. And then uh, they're at minus two AC and can't use reactions. All right. That means it's Merc's turn. You guys didn't kill them all already? <laughs> You've got one, one aglow in front of you. And one that isn't. The one that isn't is acting a little sluggish. Take my sword and hack downwards at the one that's uh, got the fairy fire. The roll with advantage. I don't believe you, D&D Beyond. I got a crit. Nice. I did. Total of 20 points of damage. Five of that's fire, or excuse me, four of that is fire from the crit hit from the sword going off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it brings um, Des- Destiny down, hits this thing, and when it does that, it just sparks like he hit a, a forge with it, really. It just shoots off fiery sparks as it hits. It's still up, though, right? Yeah. I'm assuming a 28 will hit it. It will. And then it takes 15 points of damage. 15 takes it out. So you hit it, sparks, and then it tongue sort of comes out at you a little bit. It's got these kind of needle-like teeth, and you just slice it through the neck. It's got actually got soft spots. You just got to get to them. And so you catch his soft neck and just whoosh, just slice him in half. Hey, guys. Hit him in the neck. And that'll be my turn. Holger, back up to you. Since these are glowing in front of me, yep. going to cross my fingers and hope that I can spot weak point in their carapace. Two d20s, and they both roll 18s. So. Hey! Yeah, that comes to a AC 27. Yeah, that'll hit a little bit. When did your dice start liking you? Always. They've always loved me. No, they haven't. (laughs) Uh, That will be 33 points of damage on the first swing. Wow. So that first swing, you you do actually catch. You're like, yep, I see where that is. And you hit him right in the neck. I mean, it's not going to be that easy, right? Because they're going to try to keep you from doing that. But you slice this guy right open, and he drops to the ground in front of you. All right. Uh, and then I will use my bonus action to offhand Toreador's Malice. That will be AC 27 as well. Hey. Two points of damage. Okay, and I need to make a con save, is that right? Yes, TC 15. Oh, he actually made it. Okay. All right, so just barely catch that one. And Kaya, you're up. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a point where I could catch a couple within a 10-foot radius? Yeah, I think your best bet might be... You know, if you hit the one that was further back, the one that was damaged, mm-hmm. it probably would catch the two that are on Lucan. So you could have three of them within that. Okay. So AC 22. That'll hit. Alrighty. I'm going to do Bursting Arrow. So the target and all other creatures within 10 feet take 2d6 force damage. This, is, this could make up for that last round for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hope. Okay, so they take 
16 piercing damage. Well, one takes 16 piercing damage. Okay. And then... That one is definitely dead. This arrow just goes right into its face. And it drops and then... to the ground. Alright, and then there's a giant wave of energy. 18 for force damage. Lucan, the two that are in front of you, this arrow hits the one behind them, and you see this pulse of force just kind of like shimmer through the air and catch their backs and they squeal uh, as they get hit. They, like it messes them up. They're still up, but it just messes them up. But it, the interesting thing was you didn't expect that coming out of this giant, right? He just takes a shot with this arrow and something magical happened when it hit. All right. And then my second attack, same 22. And I think I'm going to use the walloping arrow on that one. So they have to succeed on a DC 10 strength throw. So the guy you targeted before went down with that first shot. So now you're just shooting at one that's with Lucan? Correct. Okay. Takes 14 piercing damage. That one DC drops. 10. And then how many are left? Three left. Two of is them there... have been hurt pretty badly. One of them is on Merc and is doesn't look like it's been very badly hurt. But the, t the other two... One, one of them on Merc looks like it's been hurt pretty good, and then the, the one on Lucan looks like it's on, on its last legs. I have one more attack. Oh, and I miss on that, that 13. Yeah, even with slow. All right, so you've got one right in front of you that's in pretty poor shape. You could certainly finish him we'll off. take a swing. Sidestep over. Put a nat 20 on that one. Hey! Bow, bow, bow. Uh, 28 points of damage on that shot. All right, so you just destroy it liquefy it as you move over and these pieces of the carapace just sort of fall as if the armor got uh, shorn off of it and you could certainly step over to Merc. Hold, you still got one on you too? Is that how this, where we are? Can I take another yes, attack? I believe there is still one on me. Okay. There's so another one in range? Two, yeah, we've got two on Merc and one on Hog. So the one on Hog is glowy. Alright, I'll take a swing at the one that's glowing. 19 to hit. That'll hit. 19 damage. Alright. Splatter it, kind of cut its head off, and it drops to the ground, kind of chittering and shaking a little bit. And then Lucan says to Hulk, that's how you do it, Hulk. And then smiles. Oh, I'm sorry. You must have <laughs> missed the uh, evisceration that I did recently. Yep, I did miss it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Merc, one left. All right, you know, I think he's actually going to try to run for it. You want to take a swing at Okay. It? Yes, please. He's a, pa he's a pack animal, and he's alone. He's not going to keep fighting. He's going to try to get away. I hit him for tw at 28, and then my damage really? is going to be 14. And he's stuck. He can't flee. Okay. Yeah, you catch him. He's not actually out, but, like, you, you crack him and sort of slop one of his legs off, and it staggers there for a second. And Zan, there's one gimped one left. She'll walk forward another 30 feet, and she kind of call her hand forward and then pulse down a sacred flame onto its head. Deck What's 17. Deck check? 17. Oh, I passed it. Then Let nothing. Sure it Let me make sure it doesn't have a minus on it. Hold on. Is it still slowed? Oh, no, it's good. It's the slowed one, by the way. So it should be a disadvantage on dex checks? Uh, let's give it a minus. Oh, oh, a disadvantage. Oh, let me roll again. Oh, no. Yeah, so hits it. Go ahead and roll again. <laughs> Super <laughs> flu. Good remember. Light Thank comes you. from the sky. I was waiting for it. <laughs> we all well, I thought that's why, it, that's why I thought it missed, because we didn't say sacred flame. <laughs> 24 radiant damage. Oh, 
it's almost it's like you know that carapace that it's got just sort of it glows from the inside for a second <laughs> and then just sort of falls to the ground and it's out at this point it's pretty much dark and so you know, you're standing in the woods here on this steep hill and there's a cave mouth at the top of the hill oh, there'll anybody, be plenty more in there anybody got a light <laughs> lucan has a sword glowing Zan will pull out the ornate lucite rod and ignite it and pass it to you, just like old times? Yeah, I suppose, because, you know, my torch died. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that torch. I'm sorry, I don't have the spell to reignite it. <sighs> the memories we had with this torch. <laughs> She'll like Cue the at... montage. Yeah. <laughs> She'll look at the torch. Can I, can I see the torch? Sure, I'll hand it over. Is there a place where she could like mount? She has some of those lucite candles that hold or that a relop gave her a while ago. Can mm-hmm. she like jam a bunch of those on the top of them and cast light on all of them? <laughs> make, make like a big ball of wax. Yeah, I'll give a crap about these. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I mean, it's a way of getting, and, and they last forever, right? Once I cast light on them, they stay lit. No, I mean, it's they're enchanted for like easy casting or whatever, but they're yeah, it, it won't last them forever, but it will. Oh. You know, okay. It would keep you keep you could keep light on it if you wanted. Okay. For some reason, I thought the properties of those was that it held the light spell for a longer period of time, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't think they ever really gave anything specific. They just said that they're okay. They use them in the church and stuff. Okay. Well, if it's not going to do that, then don't worry about it. Forget it. Okay. Okay. I'll just give them the rod. Concentrate. Okay. No, it's it's a it's a cantrip. Uh, she oh, just casts light it. on anything. It doesn't count as a concentration, but but she'll just give them the ornate rod. That's more classic. All right. Uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be more inside. We have to be careful. So how big is the like entrance? Is it wide enough for people? I mean, how? Um, it, yeah, it's actually tall enough for people to walk into. Okay. Probably 10 foot wide. Can Kaya get in? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. She might have to, you know, duck a little bit here or there, but. <laughs> All right. You ready to go in? Let's do this. All right. Marching order. Uh, Lucan will be up front and whoever wants to join him can. I'll follow behind Lucan. I'll Luke. hang in the back. You know, why not? That'll be the one time I actually get a high initiative score. Lucan turns to Holgan and says, huh, doesn't like insects. <laughs> nah. I think they're reptiles. From like a further back, you hear Zan chime in. From even uh, further back, you hear Merc say, precious cargo. So you step into this cave. There's a couple of things that are a little surprising as you walk in because it does feel a little warmer. You wouldn't expect it, right? This This dank cave as you walk in. But there's definitely a heat source in here somewhere. And you can hear water moving, some drips and things like that. And, you know, you've got the the light sword and the rod going. And so a lot of shadows as you move through. And at first, it just seems like this big cavernous space, you know, like one big room. And then you realize that there is, you know, a walkway that isn't hidden per se, but it's just... It's subtle, right? Like you have to sort of walk right up to the right space to see where the opening is, if that makes sense, because it's not facing the same direction as the mouth of the cave. And there's a tunnel and it descends a little bit and then it opens up to a, just a big ravine in a sense. And you can definitely hear water and across the ravine, it's not very long, it's about maybe 10 feet total, but there's a little bridge, this little stone bridge that's probably been there since, you know, any of you have been around spanning this gap and you can feel that there's water underneath, right? Like it's in the air, you can hear it. On the other side of the bridge, you do hear, and it's nothing you can see, but you do hear some skittering. 
Khan says, hey, um, when we do see this Queen Tillian thing, we got to make sure we spread out right away if it shoots acid all over. Got it. Spread out. It's our only way to go, right? Yeah. All right, so Lucan's going to cast the Faith again on Holg, and we'll okay. march forward. Anything specific with that bridge? You're just, just all going across? I spot check it and make sure it looks like it's not going to collapse or anything. There's a little bit any of... traps? Uh, let's let's take a look. So, looking for traps as we go along, you want me to roll perception for that, or...? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that will be a 21. You don't think that there's traps on it, but you, you would be a little leery of too much weight at one time. Is there some place to secure rope on this side? Yeah, I think there, you, you know, there's a few stalagmites, things like that, that you could probably use. Sure. Why don't I just go ahead with the uh, rope just in case? Yeah, you got the rope of climbing, right? You, it'll move on its own, won't it? Yeah. So I'll pull that out and sort of slide it, get it all knotted up and uh, send it over. And all you have to do is tell it to knot, and it'll knot on its own. When he activates this rope, guys, the ends of it sort of smolder like a cigar. And so he sort of creates a rope to, that everybody can hold on to as they walk across. Would recommend against everyone going one, one right after the other, but uh, just to kind of make sure that the way's safe. Lucan will go first. Yeah, you're, you're glad that nobody else is on the bridge with you, but it does carry you across. Um, yeah, one at, one at a time will be good. This has seen better days. So once everybody gets across, and you know, I'm sure Brelop will get his rope back and you know, kind of calls it back, you see that there's a tunnel that was here initially, but there's also a bunch of smaller tunnels. Some of them are no bigger than maybe two feet across. And so it looks like these things have been finding their way through the cavern. Like this is definitely a place to find more of those crucifix. You've got about a million different directions you could go, but there's clearly one that was, you know, part of either the original cave or something that might have been used by the wizards of the school. Relap, do you have uh, Tucker with you? Yeah, I'll I'll bamf him out. Any thoughts on sending him ahead? Yeah, I mean, we just need to go down to the forge. I'd imagine that's the kind of main walkway there. But yeah, I I can send him ahead, trail behind, and... Keep an eye on him as, as we go. Kind of look through his eyes. Animal form is Tucker right now. Squirrel. They got great night vision. <laughs> Kai, you notice that this little squirrel kind of pops out from the gnome and wanders down the tunnel a little bit. One thing that you do notice is that if the heat is kind of tangible. Like you can, trying to follow the heat, you feel like you kind of can do that here. And that might be a deciding factor at, at some points here. Follow the main trail, and there are a couple of side tunnels that have been presumably long collapsed, right? This is a ruin. It's been, you know, a long time since people actually used this space. And there's a point where the tunnel goes on. There is a door, and it looks like it's been carved into the stone along one wall. So you could, there's a doorway, or you could continue down the tunnel. The tunnel definitely does give off heat if you continued that direction. Do you think we just keep going down this tunnel, everyone? I don't think the forge is behind this door. The heat seems yeah. to be coming that way. Exactly. Following it? it? Seems to be the fastest way. Say so we follow the heat, get yeah. through this as quick as possible. Agree. To that queen as quick as possible. Okay. Get to a point in the tunnel in which collapsed again, but only partially. And you can actually hear some skittering coming through the tunnel. 
and you think you could get over a big pile of rubble that you would climb over. Beyond that, there actually is a little bit of light coming from beyond the rubble, and so this is the first light you've seen that wasn't yours. There's Mackenzie's under this rubble. Oh, Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> is there like a tinge to the light? Like, is it a white light or like a red light? It's probably more red. Okay. Is it hotter over there? Yeah, it's definitely hot. The further you go down this tunnel, the hotter it gets. How wide is the area we can get through the partial collapse? You'd have to go one at a time, but it's probably from the top of the rubble to the top of the ceiling, it's probably about a three to four foot gap. Zane will kind of step forward and say, I, I can, I think I can handle this. And she'll make her way up the rubble path a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lucan wants to stop her and says, oh, I can, I can go first. Let, let me go. Let me go check it out. No, I'm going to make this wider so we can get our oh. friend through. Okay. So like back. an idiot, I forgot to take off stone shape last time. So I still have it prepared. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. So it'll add an extra five feet to whatever gap we have as she will okay. just move stone to the side to pull it apart like a curtain to give us an additional five feet worth of width. Nice. Like a Jedi. <laughs> kind of. It's right. more of like a glowing and then it just kind of melts the stone away as she just shapes it to the side. You've seen her do it a couple of times, but. And as that happens to, you know, the heat definitely, it's like a furnace or some heat comes through or it's let some of that hot air through. There's just two of them, but there are a couple crucifix that actually come skittering your direction. Go ahead okay. and roll initiative. Cool. And it, and it is lit. There are red stones in the walls that must some sort of light spell. They come running in, and Kaya, you actually get to go first. Uh, there's just two of them, and they are reacting to the fact that suddenly there's these people here. Can I point blank shoot them in the head? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. That's uh, 28 to hit. That'll hit. 16 piercing damage. Okay. Good hit kind of uh, catches right at the base of its armor, you know, the, the carapace there. <laughs> And it's still up, but you definitely hurt it. All right, I'm going to keep shooting until it falls down. That was a 17 to hit. 17 will actually bounce off his armor. (sighs) Can I use a bonus action to use curving shot? Yeah. All righty. Let's try that. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) I hope hope this one hits because this will be cool. Yeah. That's 20, non-natural 20 to hit. Nice. Go ahead and roll damage. So this is going to hit the other one. Yeah, within 60 feet of the original. I'm assuming they were within 60 feet. Oh, yeah. So that's 17 to hit. 17 damage, right? Correct. Isn't you already hit? Okay. First arrow hits the one on the right. She takes a second shot, misses that one, but the arrow does a little loop-de-loop and hones in on the other guy and hits him in the back. (laughs) Awesome. Impressive. All right, is it is that you, Kaya? One more. Got one more? Yep. That's uh, 26 to hit. Okay, first target. All right, 12 piercing damage on the first one. So two arrows sticking out of this guy. Still up, but definitely hurt. And screaming and chittering, and these little tongues kind of whip out, and these little needle teeth. Xan, it's your turn. Are these two right on top of me? As I moved the stone, did they just run up yeah. immediately with me? Yep. Okay. So yeah, she'll she'll have the sword and shield out, glow with radiant energy, and then slam it into the ground to do the word of radiance burst around her. So okay. it'll be a constitution saving throw 17 for both of them. They both fail. Oh, that's really good. That is, yeah, that's 20 points of radiant damage to both. Nice. 
So one of them just lights up, like his armor just lights up from the inside and he just stops where he is. Let's see. Actually, you know what? That happens to both of them. Nice. Yeah, that's just enough. So, yeah, just light just sort of bursts through them, almost like melts their faces (laughs) and nothing but the outer shells left when you're done. So the area that you just moved into, it's a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of a niche on the side. There's what seems to be a shrine there. There's actually some bodies here as well, and they've been chewed on. It looks like the Krethix might have gotten to them. But it's the shrine that has a Sidian statue, like a little statuette of a winged demon. It's got gold fittings and inlay. One of the bodies there uh, has a bronze mask on that also has horns on it. Go ahead and make a, anybody that wants to can make a religion check. I will do so. Well, 18. 22. 23. <laughs> nice. Beat Zan at it for once. By <laughs> <laughs> one. First time ever. <laughs> He's still reeling from the attack. It's fine. Specifically, too, why don't we, I would like to get uh, just a number from Relop and from Haya. If you would also do a religion check, even if you don't have the proficiency, we'll just see what you end up with. Okay. Just uh, rolled a natural 24. My intelligence hates me at the moment, so I rolled a six. (laughs) You were supposed to say 25. Oh, no, right? (laughs) We got the 23, 24, yeah. Merc, Zan, you come to the same realization at the same time, and you really think that this is actually a shrine to a fire demon, and you remember that they talked about the cult of Ardenium. I think they call them the Baroness, but they, it's, you know, the group that believes that Pyrian is a lie, Oh, is it the fire like snake gr- people? Graffiti graffiti oh. on the walls. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Some of the symbols look like some of that graffiti that you saw in Crosshair Post and Crosshair and, then Post. In, and then in Fire's Heart you saw some things like that. Right. And you both sort of come to that realization. At the same time, Relop, you actually can see based on some of the images that you see, because there's a lot of things carved into the walls behind it. It's kind of subtle at first, you know, until you get closer to it, it's, some of it's a little bit worn away. But you you have reason to believe that this might have been initially a shrine of Venifer because of some of the star symbols that are listed. And, and frankly, you just kind of have a feeling. Something sort of tingles in your palm. Is there any uh, words or anything, like any runes described anywhere? Most of them have been kind of scratched out. Like it looks like this place was defiled at some point. But there are a couple that you find that just, they seem to be arcane. Maybe they were, this was a place of protection at one point, but, you know, has since been destroyed in some way and then apparently taken over by someone else. I'll point that out to everyone. And then I think this was previously a temple of Venom. So the cult defiled this shrine of Venever for what purpose? To use it as her own shrine. I uh, bend down and look at the body with the mask, and then I'll uh, remove the mask to see what's behind the mask. Right. Sure. I'm I just mean, curious. Is it a human? Point, at this point, it's just a skeleton. You think it's probably human. It's the right size. Remnants of the clothes that are there. It all just sort of seems human to you. You want to kind of search the bodies a little bit? Yeah, sure. Kaya wants to take a closer look at the markings. Okay. Especially anything that's related to the stars. Uh, go ahead and roll your perception, Kyle. Ugh, my dice needs to like me better. 
Eleven. So it seems to be a family problem, not just Thomas. I yeah, think. runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. I blame Tom. It's in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, the house is haunted with the bad spirits and vice. And he just carries it with him to Mark's house when we play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first off, Merc, you find a key on one of the bodies. And again, these are not entire bodies. They're pieces of bodies. There's like, most of them are just what, what's left is bones. But there is a brass key. It looks to be a dwarven design, and it has kind of a rune on it that you don't think that you recognize. Anybody recall if that door earlier had a keyhole? I don't uh, remember. That's a good question. You don't remember seeing a, a, a keyhole explicitly, but it's quite possible. Because you do you speak or do you read dwarvish? No, but I have no, the tonic, and, and then you said they were related. I speak yeah, dwarven. It, it seems to be a dwarven rune, but you don't, like a family seal or something like that, because it's not in your vocabulary. Do I recognize it? No. Right, it's um, dwarven, they, but I don't recognize, I can't read this for some reason. There are just a few sort of loot pieces in here if you if you want them, as far as there's a, a robe as you kind of you know move through things that's kind of held up, and it was made with some emeralds and things kind of sewn into it. That bronze mask is probably worth something. You also find a silver necklace with a gemstone pendant. All of those are worth about 250 gold each if you want to hawk them later. And then, like I said, this obsidian statue would probably be worth some gold, 750 gold if you were to sell it later, unless you had a better reason to use obsidian for something else. Is that not one of the ingredients I need for the fork? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll keep that for that. Uh, how big is it? Like, how big is the statue? Oh, it's probably about 12 feet. Oh, geez. Okay, so we can't just take like a, this. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. 12 inches. Oh, all right. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Like a, That's like a, quite a bit different. Whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like a, you know, Barbie doll. Okay, so she'll was, she'll grab that and put it in satchel. I was picturing Hold trying to pull the bag over its head. <laughs> just like, <laughs> got it. Make this work. Just take out a hammer, break off a piece. Jeez, what should we need? I don't know, so I'd rather just have as much as we can. No, I meant for the 12-foot statue. Yes, yes. Oh, so I was going to say to Kaya, you don't necessarily see anything that makes a lot of sense to you, but you, you know, after it's pointed out to you and you start looking at the symbols, some of the stars, you think you do recognize some patterns that are actually popular in your culture, specifically dealing with stars. When I see them, I'm going to, like, run my fingers over them and mutter Tofrasprati. She muttered something in, mm. apparently in giant. Lukan <laughs> at some point is going to mutter under his breath by a Taurus, help me. Uh, okay. I'm to start seeing if he can understand what she's, now that he's realizing she's kind of, like, saying things in giant. Sure. All right. Unless there's anything else here, the tunnel continues on. There are little cruthic tunnels that dart off from different places, right? And there's every time you go by one, you swear there's like skittering that's about to pop out of one, but nothing seems to jump out at you. Just keep following the heat. Uh, Lucan's actually going to heal himself. He puts his hand to his chest and heals himself to be back to full health. Okay. Is anyone else harmed? I'm okay. I'm fine. Hey, um, we fight this fire demon, if there is one. That would be the fell blood, right? I don't know if the demons from the Shadow Fell, not all demons are. Well, fair enough. And I don't think these creatures are. Kai, are these, <laughs> these are natural creatures, right? They're not from somewhere else? From here. Right. So I'm not getting a lot of Shadow Fell blood from any of these things, I don't believe. Yeah, you weren't told that demons specifically would be coming from there. 
and from what she knows of like celestial orders of things. Come along to another collapsed tunnel, one that was probably an original tunnel here, or you know, at least an old one. And it's starting to get really hot. It's like a sauna down here. Pretty good sign. And you definitely hear this chittering noise coming from below. You're sort of on an incline on your way down. The the tunnel ends about ten feet in front of you. Clearly opens up into a big dark space, but it, but there's not a lot to see from where you are. Whatever's in the room you think is maybe below you from the sounds of it. So Zane's going to kind of quietly speak to everybody and try not to alert a bunch of them, but should we try to, like, distract them or lure them somewhere? Could we just blow them up? I mean, we can. Just try to save it being, like, a whole pack of them. Maybe we can get surprised. Think they would chase Tucker? I don't think he's uh, enough of a meal for him. I was thinking about creating that little ball of light and rolling it on the ground. Does it produce heat? It's a fireball, yes. That might get their attention. All right. Like you want to check, Tucker, to go take a look at what you're looking at down there? Or? That could be a thing. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send Tucker down to just kind of scope out the room. So it's hard because Tucker doesn't see in the dark, right? But like there's enough ambient light from some sort of fire or lava or something is close. And so there are little cracks in the walls that sort of light up parts of the room just enough to get a a look. And so crawls his way over and peeks down and it looks like a big amphitheater. Remember this was used as a school once. So there's this giant amphitheater, several of those crucifix sort of wandering around on the steps or the seats of the amphitheater. And there's a bunch of eggs along the ground on the floor. And there are small crucifix, just little guys, just sort of running around too, skittering around. And then there's one big one that's <laughs> sort of half wrapped in a cocoon. And she looks twice the size of the ones you've been fighting. But there's probably somewhere in the realm of 10 of the ones that you fought, 30 little ones, and who knows if anything would come out of those eggs, and then the big guy. The nice thing is, is that they are all very centralized right now. And so you could hit a lot of them at once if you had some area effect. Where would we come into this room from? From the top or like from the... Yeah, from above. Like you'd walk kind of like at a stadium where you, and you would come downstairs to go to the bottom. So you could basically be looking down on them, rain some hell on them. Okay, I'll go ahead and bamf uh, Tucker out and give everyone a general lay of the land in there. How far across is this room? Can we tell? Well, a relapse estimate is probably about 50 to 60 feet across. And it's dark for the most part? Yeah, it's just lined with veins of fire along the walls, which is enough to give it kind of a low light. They're drawn to hate. Do we know if they're resistant to fire or not? No. Didn't you hit it with some sort of fire attack outside? Just mostly my sword. It just might be cold-blooded, so they like the warmth. I haven't seen them with any particular protection against fire, but they may be. Just asking. Yeah, I don't know. Remember our original plan, though, to spread out in case of the acid? Mm, yep. Is queen in center? Is the queen in the center? Mm. Yeah. So if we center an attack on the queen, we could hit lots of different ones. And they're below, not on the side. Yeah, I mean, there might be a few loose ones that are kind of skittering along the seats, but the it's like a swarm of them. If we kill the queen, we win, right? 
Yes. Or at least they scatter, hopefully. Easier so, to kill. She said easier to kill. Two fireballs and some arrows. Because fire. That could work. I can light space around the queen. Will that help? More. So we should all just bust in there and do the exact same attack at the same time? Or should we try to do a sneak and surprise? I have a feeling we're not going to be able to sneak up to them on their home turf. I would, I would agree so on that. They are by far much more familiar than we are with the area. Ah, fire, firewall. Uh, oh, that, that, that could work. Yeah. Kaya, do you sure. know if they're resistant to fire or does fire hurt them? I don't know. I, I could try the firewall again if you wish. One thing I would say is that it seems as though Kaya has pretty good understanding of these things. Mm-hmm. And no news might be good news. Like she, she doesn't yeah. know anything about them being resistant to fire. Got it. What about we all attack at the same time, and then that right after that you put the firewall up to try to block any from coming up? We could try that just to protect then, us as they advance in on us, yes. And we constantly just focus fire on that queen, no matter what. Do you want to put the wall behind us or in front of us? Front. You can put it in front and we can see over it and still see that queen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say. So it would be range attacks then? Until they cross wall. All right. Lots die. If yes. we can get and relop and and constantly shooting when they enclose in Merc, Holg, and I can uh, ward off and protect the three of you. All right. We can do that. Hey, Mark, do I know anything about these creatures now that I've kind of crossed them? Did you make a nature check before? I didn't know. Yeah, go ahead and make one. Anyone? You think that you you remember these things from when you were very young, but kind of fight over the same types of areas as Padrax. And so a lot of your later years dealt with places that were overrun with Padrax, and so you really haven't had firsthand knowledge of them. You don't remember anything about them being fire-resistant. Mark, I'm going to knock an arrow and whisper to it and have it light up. Okay. And shoot for the center. When she takes her arrow and knocks it and she whispers to it, it kind of lights up almost like a moon glow. All right. um, The the head of the arrow. So you're taking a shot? Are we doing this? I want to shoot for the center and try to light up the center because it'll do a 15-foot radius for bright light and then dim light for an additional 15. Mm -hmm. I figure... You want me to roll to see how well I hit? I, can I, um, a couple prep things real quick? Just ready for battle? If you're just, you're not really hitting anything, but you just want to set the arrow, you know, get it to land where you want it, I'll just take for granted that you can do that. Okay. But as soon as she does that, we're going to roll. So what yeah, do you want to so... do, Lucan? I was going to do shield faith again. I'm going to do a once a day thing where I get extra bonus to my attack. Sacred weapon. That's what it is. Plus three to attack rolls. Okay. So I'm going to do Sacred Weapon, and I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on... I'll just do Holga again. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Roller initiative. So I kind of see this this group sort of standing at, you know, over this hive, and it looks a little bit like one of the Aliens movies. And this arrow goes into the center and kind of lights them up, which is not great because you don't really want to see them. They're gross. And just this huge skittering chittering sound as they're communicating with each other and the big one sort of raises its head towards you and they all just start trying to run your direction they're they're going to try to close the gap as soon as they can but kaya you get to go before them 
So do I have a clear look then at the queen? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you just put that arrow down there, so I imagine you're sort of right there on the edge of the right, entrance. I'm so happy about that. AC 30. That'll hit. Okay. What if I, I was like, ah, oh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would not. First shot in the whole fight. 30, no. Let's do another bursting arrow. So that That's the one with do... the pulse? Yeah. 13 piercing damage to the queen. Within 10 feet, I don't know how many things were, are within You'll 10 hit a lot feet. of things. They're all piled up down there. <clears throat> she takes an additional 14 damage, whatever's within 10 feet of her. From and they'll take 14 as well. You notice that the little ones, it almost just fries them with that 14. Like the little ones, it's not going to take much to take those down. Okay. Can you shooting AC 18? 18 on the, on the queen will actually not hit. Okay. AC 24. That'll hit. All right. Let's use a walloping arrow with that one. It has to succeed a DC 10 strength throw or be 11 damage, piercing damage. She failed the test. What happens from that? She's prone. All right. Kind of knocks her down and that brings us to hold, right? All right. So the queen is central area knocked down. Mm -hmm. Can I get to her? Uh, no. There's a bunch in, in the way. Like, they're definitely going to pile up and try to keep you away from her. In right. She's going to be a, a ranged target at this point. I'm going to look at Luke Khan and be like, keep up with me. And just start heading that way. Okay, just go in. You'd definitely be able to engage in a couple of the adults. You just start heading down the step, hit the wave. Feel free to focus on somebody. All right. First one I come into AC 13. Uh, that'll miss. Yeah. And then I'll use my bonus action and 27. That'll hit. And that will only do five damage. Okay. But right in the chitin. <laughs> See what I did there? I used the word. Mm -hmm. Constitution save for that one. The start okay. of the wounded creature's turn takes a d4 necrotic damage and then it's a saving throw. All right. Is that Lucan's turn? All right. Lucan's got his bow drawn. He's going to shoot at the queen. All right. I rolled a 28 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. I rolled for seven yes. damage. Arrow sinks in, you know, finds a home in the between its armor. All right, I'll take another shot. A 17 to hit. 17 bounces. All right. Hold the two. The, there's a couple of them that are swiping at you, so they're going to, you know, the, you're kind of in melee there. Um, uh, the one that I did the bleed damage to takes three bleed. Four spiky attacks swing at you, and then yep. uh, only one of them okay. uh, connects. Uh, uncanny dodge on that one. Having it, you only take four points of damage. Piercing okay. damage. They are also, a few of them are shooting spines. You know, they bristle up and shoot these things. And so there's going to be a few targets with that. See if anything connects. So hold. One of them catches you for five points of piercing <sighs> damage. Catches your side as it goes. And Kaya, one of them catches you for six points of piercing damage. It's out of out of your the outside of your thigh. I'd like to use my reaction for stones endurance. Okay. I roll a d12, add my con modifier, and reduce the damage by that much. Gotcha. So reduced by three. All right. So I take three damage. The queen stands up, and hmm, gives a white flag. <laughs> yeah. Just not quite close enough for the spray. So I think what we're going to do is just use the spine attack too. 
And so she's gonna throw one at Lucan and one at Hold, since they seem to be the closest. They're both gonna hit. Hold, you take eight points of piercing, and Lucan, you're gonna take seven points of piercing. There's these spikes. Some of these spikes are a little bigger too, right? Everything's sort of king-sized, like double double the size. I suppose I should say queen-sized. Uh, it is now Zan's turn. So Zan is gonna charge up the celestial energy in her hand, mm-hmm. throw it down directly onto the queen and everything around, so the 20-foot radius. Uh, 17 dexterity <laughs> save for a fireball of white radiant energy. Uh, and I'll be casting it at 5th level, so it'll be 10d6. Alright, so it's 48 points of damage, half to 24. Nice. And then she's going to try to bank off 30 feet in a direction that we can seem like we're spreading out in case she does that acid spray thing that Kaya warned us about. Great. And that will be her turn. Alright, so you catch a good at least half of the adults in that blast, and you actually wipe them with that, like the adults go out. So the children, or the little ones, the young ones, are all just fried. If they were in that ball, they're gone. You know, there's a few loose here or there, but they're just wiped from this big blast comes in. And the queen really just sort of greens out and almost like yelling to the heavens for a second as it starts to try to move your direction. Relop, you're up. I have a feeling I know what this is gonna look like. <laughs> well, probably need to guess again. I'm going to run in and bank the opposite direction from Zan. Okay. Just full-on sprint, just a, along the back row there. And I'm going to pull out a magnifying glass and shoot down a sunbeam on her. Okay. To make a uh, Constitution 16 saving throw. Actually, everything in a five-foot-wide ray line between me and the queen it's to do a uh, constitution 16. Yeah, so you can catch a couple more adults that way too. So three of the adults get hit full on with that. She does make her save. We're looking at... So she, she takes half damage, I'm sure, right? Yeah, the adults take 27 points of radiant damage and are nice. blinded. Nice. Uh, she'll take whatever half of 27 is and she's fine. Hmm, actually... That was actually enough to take her because she had enough focus, right? And that fireball was about enough to take most things out. So this beam comes down and kind of busts through a couple of the adults and then hits her and she liquefies. And all of this acid comes out of her and just pools throughout the rest, like a big bowl, right? Because it's the amphitheater. And it hits a bunch of them and they actually get take damage from it. And so some of them end up sort of limping away. Some of them just get overwhelmed by the acid and... There's several small holes in the walls. They start skittering for the holes. Like they're all just running for it. Like those that are still alive are not interested in fighting you anymore. Khan gives out a big old hearty laugh and goes, well done, group. Merc, it's your turn. Are you going to do anything specific or are we going to let them go? Yeah, there's no point <laughs> to fight these guys. All right. So yeah, they kind of run through. You notice that there's one side that's a lot more lit up from those little veins of fire than than the other, and they seem to prefer that side if they can get there, but they don't care. They just want to get out of there. Let's go down and check out this forge. Well, here's the thing. This isn't the forge, right? This is an amphitheater. There's one more tunnel that seems to be been collapsed long ago. It was actually a door once. There's actually a couple of feet sticking out from underneath the rubble. There's a pair of boots on the feet that actually look like they're in really good shape. Doesn't make a lot of sense because it looks like it's been there forever. Hmm. Well, I know how to deal with this. I would walk up 
I grab the boots, pull them off the feet, and toss them real up. Feet come with them, right? It's mostly skeletal. Well, entirely skeletal, really. Anybody got a spell to make this dirt go away, or we're doing it the hard way? Pull out a little uh, sesame seed, cast pass wall. Okay, move the... Yeah. Does that move it out of the way, or does it just let you walk through? I can't remember. Uh, it says like passage appears at a point of your choice. Okay. It's five feet wide, move. 80 feet tall, 20 feet deep, and it lasts for an hour. It opens up a tunnel that leads into a room that's circular, and there's four doors, and each door has a stone next to it, different colors. There's red, green, blue, and yellow. And on the floor... In Gnomish, it says, choose your path. Hmm. Do any of them have a brass lock on them? They do not. Just doors, stones kind of fixed into the wall. There's no keyhole. There's no doorknob. It's just stones. I personally think red for fire for the forge. That seems to make sense. But are we for sure? Is there any other symbols? Anything in Gnomish that would tell us which door to go in? No. It just says, choose your path. It'd be like a game of Simon. We just push the buttons and then have to repeat the pattern. Can we up do an arcane check? Yeah, I was going to see if I could notice anything. Is there anything interesting about the uh, script on the uh, choose your path? Sure, go ahead and roll. 16? Yeah, you're not really sure what they're wanting here. Give me a few minutes. I'm going to cast uh, Detect Magic. On those gems, there's conjuration feel to it. You think it might summon something? All of them? Yeah, all, all four of them. Same idea. So what are they? Oh no, it's some sort of summoning. I'm inclined to agree with Hulk. I think red's just as good as anything. Is there any dialect to the uh, script that would point me in a certain subrace gnome? Or... Not necessarily. I mean, considering where it is, you think it's probably the ancestors of what became Rontaman? I say we just open a door. Let's go red. All right. Would you be ready? Hold your hand over the red gem, and two elementals appear. They're wearing armor, so it's like this big fiery form, and then this burning armor, you know, it's sort of hot from within almost. And they've got a couple of swords in each hand, and they ask for the password. <laughs> password, please. Hmm. Where's the pa- forgot password button? <laughs> Are you a robot? <laughs> we'll find out. Click on all the pictures of signs. Right. One of them actually Does it sees... ask in Gnomish? Uh, it does, yeah. And one of them, by the way, after a moment, you know, they sort of scan the group and they see Kaya. Everybody roll their initiative. Oh, yays. <laughs> Way to go, guest star. (laughs) (laughs) You actually get to go first. These things flare up and hold their swords up, and they're clearly attacking. He's going to kind of step in the way of them going towards Kaya, hopefully, and then take a swing at one. I rolled a 16 to hit. 16 bounces off of the armor, smashes sword away. Okay, I'll take my second swing. Bought a 17 to hit. <laughs> a 17 will not hit either. So it's parry. Bam, bam. It just kind of <laughs> stops you as that happens. This room, by the way, is very much lit up right by the elemental. So there's no problem if anybody needs to see here. Like it's very bright from this fire flaring up. That one's definitely going to attack you back. 
Lucan. That one bounces. The other one's gonna just focus too. Like they both just converge on on Lucan. All right. Um, that that one's gonna do a little better. So it's up. Whoa, twenty points. Oh baby. Slashing damage. Believe it or not, that's interesting. I'm not immune to anything, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know, it's literally hitting you with swords. It's a it's a being of fire, but it's attacking with its swords. And gives out a huge yell. All that right, shot. that's their turn, though. They focused on Lucan. One of them did some damage, and now it's Merc's turn. I guess I'll step up and take an upward slash at the one on the right. Does a dirty 20 hit? Yes. 14 points of slashing damage. Do it again. I guess I'll be bringing it back down this time. 27 okay. hit? Yep. 14 points of slashing damage. And yeah, so it kind of slashes, gets a couple of hits, seem to affect it. And you've got this big melee armored battle happening in front of everybody else. Kaya, it's your turn. Hmm. So they're both in melee? Yes, they're both in melee. And at this point, one's on Merc, one's on Lucan, effectively. But they're all pretty close. I'm going to step back and then lower my weapon. Okay. Not wanting to shoot into melee? Not one to shoot in melee and let's see if that provokes any response, but they're in melee, so I doubt it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Hulk. All right, well, I'm going to assist Lucan before he you know, gets himself hurt or something. A little light for so that. Never, next, never. Next to him and uh, take a swing on the one next to him. That will be right. AC 19. That'll hit. That'll be 27 points of damage. Up on Lucan and just jab it in there. All right. Look over and give the count a little wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seems to affect it. You know, you hit it and it lights up almost when you hit it with that magical blade. And second attack? No, I don't think I will on that. Uh, Why? Damn. She will advance up to right behind Lucan, charge up uh, Celestial Energy into her hand and place it on the middle of his back and cast Cure Wounds at third level. Uh, 23 points of damage back. I think, yeah. Nice. And she'll be prepared to cast Warding Flare on the next thing that attacks Lucan. Okay. Great. Lucan reverse yells. <laughs> it's like inward singing. Check it out. Is there any way if I walked, if I got up right next to like Lucan or Merc that I could get just those two in a cone? Yeah, I think you could probably, because nobody else is real close right now, right? Like, well, I guess Holg is there, but Holg said he's on the right. I think if you ran over... To the left side of the whole group, you could probably get that cone to work. You know, like a lot of it would hit the door, but it doesn't matter. You know, you sure. get that line across. Okay. Sure. I'm going to go over there, pull out a crystal, and mutter something under my breast, and cast Cone of Cold. Nice. I think that's a good fire elemental choice. It's a constitution saving throw 16. Oh, I rolled a 2 twice. So no. 34 points of cold damage. Nice. Remember at lower levels when I didn't have to do a bunch of math? <laughs> Everything's like, carry the one. All right, that definitely feels like it slows them down almost. Like, they definitely don't like that cold damage. That brings us back up to Lucan. That's going to take a swing. Let's do this. Well, that's a little bit better. How about a 26? Yes, that'll hit. All right, and that is for 14 points of damage. Take a swing at the again. That one will whiff pretty bad. Roll the two. All right, one hits. The other one parries it as it comes in. And it's their turn, so that guy's going to attack at you. One of his attacks hits, the other one doesn't. And this time when he hits, it flares up with fire. 
sword actually like bursts into flame, you know, it runs down his arm into the sword. I was muted and said warding flare to no one, so I apologize. Go ahead and keep oh. going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like warding flare. Um, why is nobody doing it, anything? <laughs> Sorry, it was the first I'm it was actually ignored. the first first one that he missed anyway. Okay. Because it's, it's just right. one attack, isn't it? Uh yeah, I can only do it on one that I just Yeah, so I think damage, that worked out. Don't worry about it. It's all right. <laughs> That's funny. I was literally just yelling into a muted microphone. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Lucan, you take nine points of slashing damage and another eight points of fire damage as it flares up. Merc, the other one's going to swing at you. Before that happens, I would like to take my sentinel strike on the one that... Yep, yep, go for it. I actually was rolling while you were talking anyway, and the next guy's going to miss. So you'll take your sentinel strike, and then you'll parry as the other one tries to attack you. I think you said a 17 misses. It does, yeah. All right, so now it is officially Merc's turn. Uh, well, after pairing this guy, I'll try to turn the blade and twist it and cut him through on the chest. A 29 should hit for 15 points yeah. of damage. And then my follow-up uh, attack on that one, 25, 15 points of damage again. All right. That last one actually takes it out. So you hit it, and the fire kind of sputters out. And the armor is kind of floating there for a second then with the swords. And then they hit the ground and just shatter. Just brittle. And so you've, all you've got is a bunch of soot, metal flakes all over the ground. Kaya, there's just one of those things left and it's on Lucan. Does a 15 hit? It does not. Alright. Second attack. In fact, the arrow oh. kind of goes through the fire and hits the wall on the other side. <laughs> How about a 26? Yes. All right. I am going to use my banishing arrow. Ooh. Creature hit must succeed on a charisma saving throw. Oh, you know what? I rolled a 20. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. We need to make that guest feel welcome. Sounded like it was going to be cool, but yeah, I, only roll so many, I only roll so many 20s. That's true. He never rolls well against us, Ange. I promise you. It's your <laughs> luck, apparently. It's right. actually not true. He rolls very well against Lance. That's true. Speak uh, for yourself. Okay. I have 27 hit. Yeah. I'm going to try the banish thing again. I can't. I can only do it once per turn. Ah, uh, gotcha. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Otherwise, I would. 13 piercing damage. Okay, this one does not go through it. It sort of sticks into it, and you're not sure how it's staying stuck into it when it's made of fire. All right, Hulk. That one's still next to Lucan, so... And I roll the one. Okay, that, that won't hit. <laughs> just whiff on that. Just... Then on purpose. You're like, how is this arrow in you? Yeah. Go ahead and try an offhand. AC 11. Nope. Now we're getting All back right. to the usual rolls. Uh-huh. <laughs> The fire is just kind of moving away from you almost, like trying to hit a campfire. Doesn't work. Uh, Zan, it's your, your turn. So over Luke's shoulder into the face of the one that's directly in front of him, she's going to cast a second level guiding bolt, 29. Hits. 17 points of radiant damage. And the next hit on it has advantage. All right. You didn't think this thing of fire could be any brighter, but it's lit up. It's basically <laughs> the armor is all shiny, right? Like, you know, with yeah, the just wearing the chest plate just ignites it. Relap, it's your turn. You've got advantage on an attack. Actually, just going to use a uh, magic missile. Auto hits and doesn't trigger the thing because it's not a target attack. That right? is correct. Yep. There was no uh, roll to hit, so it won't trigger the guiding bolt. 
Nice. 12 points of damage. Little darts of purplish light pulse out and hit it. Doesn't like it at all. And Lucan, it's your turn. He's, you still have the opportunity to roll with advantage as he's, he's so lit up. I rolled a 21 to hit. That'll hit. 11 points of damage. You just slam in, into this lit chest plate and it shatters in front of you. The, the smell of ozone okay. and standing in front of this door. The door actually, once they're gone though, the door opens up. All right. Well, peek on in the door. It's just a small alcove. There's another door on the other end of it. It's about 10 feet wide. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oddly enough, this spot seems a lot cooler in this little alcove. Like I said, there's a door on the other side. And again, in Gnomish, it says, please close the door behind you. Close the door behind us. Open the one in the front. Uh, <laughs> let me, can I check this door before? Or... Nah, go ahead, guys. It's fine. It's fine. I think the <laughs> trap was the elementals, but they could have yeah. been doubly sure, I guess. You open up the door and there's effectively a wall of water beyond the door. And it kind of waves in, you know, this wave comes in on everybody. Everybody make a strength saving throw. Oof. Oh boy. Trying to hit a 12. Everybody get a plus three because you're probably within 10 feet of me. So, Merc, you're caught unawares and it knocks you over. You just take two points of bludgeoning damage and your pride gets hurt more than anything else. So Yeah, you know, I blocked the water for everybody else. I didn't get so, it. here's what happened is the room that was in front of you was apparently full of water. When you opened it, it came in. But now th- this room is not full of water. It's about three and a half feet high, like just enough to where like relop, you're not having to tread water. You could trudge through here with your head just above the water. In the room ahead of you at the far side, it's about 80 feet long. It's full of water, right? Like up to about three and a half feet. And there is a rusty suit of armor on the far side that was probably in water until you guys opened that door. And it kind of makes a bunch of grinding noises as it starts to come your direction. Fit ass for the password. We're just going to say and password and no. Is there, an, is there another start, door as well, or is this a dead end? There's a door beyond him. But he kind of dives into the water and starts coming your direction, and he's moving really quickly, like way faster than you would imagine that this old rusty suit of armor would move through the water. As that happens this water elemental sort of pops up from the water next to you and roll your initiative. <laughs> you know what? Let's just keep your initiatives. Can we do that? Sure. Let's just, let's just do that. So Lucan, this thing pops up and you didn't know it was there. And you know, these don't have armor on or anything like that. It's just like this big glob of water and it tries to envelop you in, in this water. Take 13 bludgeoning damage. Okay. As this water crushes in on you, and it actually pulls you forward towards the rusty armor. Another one, Holg kind of one moves after you, and you just kind of jump out of the way. Like he, he misses you. Right. Then those two things effectively they attack, and then they just sort of drop back into the water, and you can't see them in the water. They become invisible once they're in there. So Lucan, what would you like to do? Hold and wait until one of them reappears or the rusty like suit of armor it, pops up. It just went in, like the one just went down, so you you could maybe take a swing in the hope you'd have to roll with a disadvantage, but you could swing in the hope okay. that maybe you could maybe you'd catch it. I'll do that. Swing twenty one, I hit. Disadvantage? Nice. Really? Alright, go ahead and roll damage. Sixteen points of damage. Yeah, you think you caught it. There's resistance as you hit. Okay. 
Take the second attack. Oh, negates a nat 20. Dang it. Um, but I did roll a 17. 17 uh, hit? And that one's for seven points of damage. That thing better get away. All right. Again, you feel like you catch it, and you're feeling good about that. Merc, it's your turn. Can I just attack the general vicinity that he attacked to see if I can... You get, yeah, you got to stand up, right? So you kind of slosh yourself up out of the water and move that direction. You can take a, take a blind swing. Yeah, I'll do that. How does a 15 sound? You know, you actually think you caught it. Like, you kind of come in, and you see exactly what he's doing, and you catch part of what's an outline for just a second, and you think you catch it. Go ahead and roll your damage. 16 points of damage. You hit it, and then a bunch of bubbles come up into the water, and so you almost wonder if that took that thing out. Kaya, um, what would you like to do? I am going to uh, knock an arrow. I'm going to whisper to it, and I'm going to do Seeking Arrow on the last one I saw. Nice. I don't make an attack roll. Arrow flies toward creature, moves around corners, ignores three quarters cover and half cover. If the target is within range and there's a path large enough for the arrow to travel, target must make a dex saving throw. Dex saving throw, okay. And it failed it. All nice. right. I learned the location of it. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to help me, but I know it. And <laughs> it takes piercing damage and an extra d6 force damage. 14 piercing damage and four force damage. So everybody sees this arrow just kind of like have a mind of its own and it goes right down into the water, kind of where Holg was. Kai, is that your turn or you gotta shoot in that direction? I can shoot in that direction. Still have to roll with disadvantage because technically it is uh, invisible, but at least it gives you the option. All right, that's 14. 14 hits. That does 15 piercing damage. Hard to tell. Far enough away from you, you know, they'd they shoot in that direction. I'll shoot that way again. AC 18, 12 damage. All right. Again, I can't give you a whole lot of feedback. It's hard to tell exactly, but you shoot in that direction, and you're hoping you're doing damage to it. Hold. you just saw these arrows kind of shoot down to this next to you. You also have this rusty suit of armor on its way to you guys. You probably could, because he's moving pretty close, you probably could close with it if you wanted to, or you could keep swinging at the general vicinity of the... At the moment, I'll keep going with the general vicinity, because okay. I don't think anybody else is engaged with the uh, statue yet, so... Roll with disadvantage. Uh, 17. All right. Again, not quite sure exactly how to describe it when it's like you're yeah. really just sort of swiping at the water. You uh, feel like there's some sort of resistance. Ten points of damage. Okay. And I won't try with the offhand. Lucan, the armor reaches you first because you got pulled forward by the water weird. Am I close enough to warding flare or how far forward did it pull him? It only moved him forward about five feet. So okay. yeah, you're probably close enough. Alright, so you see the thing come up, it's got this rusty old sword. Again, it moves really oddly quickly in the water and Lucan, you feel this resistance from this water thing, and then it's, it's kind of went away. You don't know if it, if they killed it or if he focused its attention somewhere else. But just as you you feel like you're freed, you know, it's almost like you were you were on the verge of being grappled. This rusty sword comes in, and you catch it with your sword of light, and he doesn't do any damage to you. He's gonna try though again. Oh, not quite getting past your armor there, buddy. All right, so clang, clang, clang as this rusty thing's fighting Lucan and Zane, it's your turn. She is going to step forward. She will raise her sword 
and set off her holy nuke. So I'm going to do the Radiance of the Dawn channel divinity. So nice. anything within 30 feet, hostile creature. So that will include water elementals if they're around mm -hmm. uh, within 30 feet of her. They all end the suit of armor. Constitution saving throws 17. And it'll be 22 radiant damage halved if they save to 11. And then she'll move right behind Lucan. This light bursts and definitely strikes this armor. You know, it's, it's like rust is kind of pooling out into the water from it. You know, it's got this sort of residue of rust, like this red pool all around it. And you just made it much bigger with this damage. Relap, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to turn around and go back to the door and open it up. It is locked. All right, good to know. You probably wouldn't have to take your entire turn with that because you moved to get there, and then it's kind of a free action to check a knob. Do you want to do anything else? I'll do a uh, magic missile on the... Uh... On the armor? Yeah, nine points. All right. Seems like it's punching some small holes in the armor. You know, it's the fact that it's rusty, it's certainly not holding up as a piece of, as a, you know, suit of plate mail like it probably should. We're back up to Lucan. All right, he'll take swings. Right, we'll no take a no, swing. no hey, sign crit. of any of the elemental stuff. Nice. 21 points of damage. And take my second swing. 23 to hit. And that is for 16 points of damage. All right. Just these loud slams in this echoing room as it, as it runs across the water, hits the walls, and the, you know, the sound bounces back at you. And Merc, it's your turn. Again, no sign of the water weirds at this point. Take a swing at the uh, big armor guy. Does a 25 hit? Oh, yeah. 12 points of damage. And then I'm going to use the momentum from that attack and bring the blade back around in another giant arc to try to hit him again. Water's just spraying at everybody as this fight goes on. 24 should hit him. Yep. And he'll take 16 points of damage. All right. At this point, it looks like part of its shoulder is like falling off. It's still still kicking, but it's it's in pretty bad shape. It's all dented to heck. Kaya. I'm going to shoot at the armor. AC 18. Yeah, that'll hit. 15 piercing damage. Another shot for AC 22. 17 piercing damage. And my last attack, huh? <laughs> AC 15. You know what? 15 hits. 10 piercing damage. All right. So the last one that you hit actually catches through the visor of the helmet. And then the back of the helmet must have been in better shape than, than the front because it kind of shoots the helmet off, right? Like it just plops into the water and the whole thing just sort of falls forward. When it falls forward into the water, you can see that inside there's some sort of skeleton. I mean, not a real skeleton, but it's, you know, like wires and cogs and things. Somebody created this. But there's also a piece of cloth that looks like it's got feathers on it kind of coming out of the neck. Some sort of big piece of cloth stuffed into the breastplate of this thing. Tentatively pull that out. So it's a cloak, and it looks to be in actually very good shape. Like, he's all rusty and gross, right? But this thing looks like it was brand new. It looks like it's probably made of leather, but it's covered in what looks like maybe it's waterfowl feathers. Like, they're tight, sort of black feathers that's, that have kind of a blue sheen to them. Like something you might find on, like, a duck. I go and look to retrieve some arrows. I toss the cloak to Relop. Hey, bud. Wait. Do you want a ride? No, I can I can stay in this. All right. He's stubbornly on his tippy toes, right? <laughs> so you get to the far side. There's a little pedestal where the guard had been, and there is a doorway. But it, there's a little stairs that runs up to the doorway so that you 
when you walk, presumably when you walk into this next door, the water won't leave the room. We'll go and check the door real quick for traps. Yeah, might as well. Probably isn't. Right. Yeah, I'll take You also realize, too, that it's very hot. Like, it, it was cool because of all that water, but this room has actually, like, gotten really hot now that the water has receded. Perception on the door is a 27. Uh, you think it's locked, but you don't see any trap. Nothing else other than the fact that it just needs to be picked. Okay. Should we try the key we have? Yeah. Sure. The brass key and give it a whirl. Yeah, it doesn't fit. You can put it in there, but it doesn't, you know, Turn. doesn't connect, doesn't do That's it. fine. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucian's guidance. We'll say Lucan's guidance. No, he's not. D plus D4, right? D4, yeah. 25. All right. It clicks with sort of a big grinding noise because it's apparently been partially underwater and hasn't moved for who knows how long. And you click open the door and it opens up onto a balcony and it's very bright in this room because you're there's lava below. And there's a walkway that leads to a giant obsidian pillar and it's capped with a circular room, more or less. And it kind of looks like a forge. Below, there are a ton of fire elementals and some things that look like fiery snakes down Mm. near the fire, and there's a couple of entrances lower, but it looks like you might have been able to bypass that. So a bunch of elementals down there, but they don't look like they probably would give you any trouble. They're far enough down. You said there was a bridge over there, right? Yeah, this, there's a walkway. So you're, you stand out onto this balcony. There's a long walk out to the pedestal, which is where the forge is. So the forge is actually elevated by this pedestal above sort of lake of lava below. Lucan turns to Relop and says, Hey, Relop, I started thinking about that egg you have. You going to try to throw it in here? Um, I was thinking about it. You want to hatch whatever that creature is in here? I have a better idea. We'll attach it over there in that forge room. It's not a separate room, is it? It's just in, it's in the middle of everything? It's just a big pillar that's open air? The, the pillar holds the forge. The forge is like, it's a big circular room. It's perching this pillar that sticks out from the lava below. Yeah, and the lava is quite a drop. Are there walls or is it just a flat platform, like a plateau? It's an open forge, but there are short walls around it. It looks a little bit like a bowl. And then... In the center is the, is this forge, presumably, and then once you walk over there, you're not falling into the lava. And there is a rail along the walkway to get there. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask that question. I'm glad they meet OSHA standards. Um, yeah. <laughs> unlike yeah, Rontaman. Yeah, <laughs> unlike Rontaman, exactly. Or do we all need to go over there, or just a few of us? I don't... May as well all go over just in case something jumps us. Yeah. All right. Let's go over one at a time, though. Sure. I'll go first. Okay. It seems pretty solid. Like, this thing's made of volcanic or obsidian's construct. And so, and it must be enchanted, right? Because it's it's been created right in the middle of all this lava. But, Merc, when you get to the middle of it, you see that the forge is not currently lit. But there's a few different, probably originally gnomish contraption but you you get the feel because you do know your way around the forge that you could light the forge. You think that it feeds itself from below. There's probably some sort of tubing, kind of like plumbing in the pillar itself. 
and so you would bring fire up to it, if that makes sense. Right. Begin fiddling with it to trying to get it to, to light up and get some heat going on to it. And then are there are a bunch of tools here already left over or die? Yeah, there's cabinets all around the sides and there there's a full forge. In fact, it looks like, you know, a lot of this is in ruin, but it looks like maybe nobody's been in here because everything seems pretty intact. It doesn't look like any other than the fact that it's been overrun with elementals down below. It doesn't look as though anybody, you know, has ransacked this place or damaged it or anything like that. In fact, if you look through some of the cabinets, uh, like big bins, and they, you can open them up from above. There's a bunch of adamantite bars, and there's also mithril bars. You also find a decanter, and if you open your it bag up, of it holdings, actually, it actually <laughs> fills with water when you open it. And then you do also find some pretty serious fire opals. There's six of them. They were kind of in a little pouch with some of the other materials but they're worth a thousand gold pieces each there's six Ooh. of them well i get it to work laying everything out it feels like a little pool of lava in front of you too right that makes sense like it's right, right, you're right. dealing directly with lava but you don't have to go down to the lava it brings it to you sure zan do you have the instructions that renwell gave you well i mean he said to destroy the eye on the let's, forge let's, let's start with that eye first so she'll reach into her satchel with the cloth and grab the eye and place it in the center of the forge. Okay. Make a, a wisdom check. It's going to try one more time. All right. I'm assuming Lucan's near me for the plus three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lucan's guidance, baby. I got a 16. 16. Okay. You really have this weird urge, but you, you fight it off. Yeah. You see her almost like hold it up like she's not sure what she wants to do with it, and then she places it. Cast it into the fire. <laughs> no, jam. <laughs> now she'll place it on the forge very delicately and then back away from it as though she's really freaked out by it. Because she is. Okay. All right, Merc, are you going to do, do the deed? Smash it with a hammer or whatever it takes. Yeah, you basically you just take it. You know, this thing gets hotter than forges should get, right? And it doesn't take long at all. And it's something about it seems to you, Merc, it seems like there's something magical happening with it too. Like it just, it, it just intensifies the heat in a way that you haven't seen before. And at the same time, there's elemental magics that are keeping you from being damaged by it, right? Like, I mean, obviously if you put your hand in the lava, it's gonna be a different story, but you can stand next, there's a, some sort of cooling system here in which people aren't damaged by the fact that there's this super hot fire right next to them. But if you use your tools and most of these tools are, you know, they have runes on them themselves. They're probably made just for this purpose. But you use these tools to move, to get this eye and you put it in the fire and kind of stoke it up a little bit. And you see the thing, it almost like looks like it goes to grow for a minute. And the eye looks for a minute like it's getting bigger. And then it just implodes and becomes this puddle on the lava. And just for a second, there's an image of sort of a dark humanoid figure that seems to sort of you know waft from it, and then dissipates. It's sort of a shadow. Well, that was unsettling. And there goes the eye of Ayatui. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. Now the plans. We can't. We right, don't we have all the elements. We can forge the pieces that we have. We need the blood to as part of the forging process. 
it would be a pretty easy task to turn that sword and that obsidian obsid into workable ingots. Okay. Might save you a step later. Sure. That's fine. But do we, but we need a forge like this in order to make the fork in the first place, right? It's not just any forge. Not necessarily. He said bring it to him once you've got the... If, if you can't use right. this, this forge, just bring it to him. All right. Yeah, I forgot about that second thing. Okay. But if, if Merc relates the smithing knowledge that he has to say that we could do that, that's fine. She'll place yeah. the uh, the statue, the obsidian statue out. And then we need the, the key sword. Yeah. I will uh, remove the blade from the hilt. Okay. And smelt just the, the blade, which should be more right. than plenty. All right. So you walk off with a nice piece of obsidian, a nice piece of this underlight steel. You probably could take some of those bars with you if you yeah. want to, guys, since you've got a lot of bags among you at this point. Mithra bars are about five pounds a piece. They're each going to be worth about 100 gold pieces. And how many are there? There's Well, there's 95 of them sitting there. Oh, geez. <laughs> Jesus. So you, you probably have to do the math real quick and figure out what seems reasonable to walk away with. Sure. There's also 95 adamantite bars, but those things are about twice the weight of the mithril bars, or about 10 pounds each. So unless you have a purpose for the adam, because they're both worth about the same, it'd probably be smarter to just pack up with mithril bars. Get, get turned someone into Wolverine. Yeah. Sand. <laughs> Let's just get the mithril and run. All of it? Why not? Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Go, they could throw in the two partially empty ones and sure. just divide it out so they each take 300. We could do that. And that kind of thing's probably pretty easy to to sell off to. You go back to Runtiman and say, "Here, here's a bunch of mithril bars." Yeah, they'll, I'm, you know, they'll probably take them pretty quick. Cool, we'll do that. So I've, I do have. I'm assuming that John will look at some of those items he was handed, and so because I can't hand people cards, I just, I'm just gonna link to the group chat. Khan turns to Relab and says, "Hey, Relab, maybe Kaya knows something about that egg." She might. I hadn't really considered I'll pull out the red egg and show it to Kaya. Do you have okay. uh, any information about this? Do you want me to roll a nature Kai. check on that? Yeah, make a nature check. <laughs> Dice don't <laughs> like me. Uh, nine! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you basically think it might make a good omelet. <laughs> yeah, I pick it up, I look at it. It does actually feel like it's moving a little bit. Hmm. I put my ear to it. Yeah, there's something moving inside. I do not know, but uh, I think it likes the heat. Uh, I hand I it back to Relap. Kind of came to that conclusion myself. When you hand back the egg, you see that he has a star on his palm. While he's uh, accepting the egg, I grasp his arm and kind of twist it to look at his, <laughs> his palm. <laughs> Gnome versus giant. That's going to be a fun one. He just thought, he just out of reflex, like these corkscrew fireballs come out of his hand at you. <laughs> ah, Tofrasprate. I nod and let him go. What, what does that wait, mean? Wait, what? Don't oh, you wait, know? So Isn't your helm on? What she, it, it was a name, right? But like what she said was something like goddess mother. Something in that realm? I mean, we knew it was a sign of Vinifer, right? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it in the ambush for the bounty hunters, and then we've been in the temple and stuff, so I don't know if we put two and two together that it's the same thing, but... But we have seen Vinifer. She has used, like, in her temple, she has used a bunch of stars. 
Mm-hmm. The word magic comes to mind somehow too. Magic like they, they must. They must all be related in that language. Those those three words. Khan says, "Relap, why did I just say Goddess Magic Mother to you?" And he says, "Oh, your hand." Okay. Do I, I don't the, see the, it? Do the, I? the star legitimately never never actually went away. Like it's always kind of been there. It's just a matter of who can uh, see it and who can't. Relop, you actually can see it now. Hmm. See it now? What? <laughs> hold, hold cannot. <laughs> All right, these guys are just pranking me now. <laughs> <laughs> you see that now, Relop? Yeah, it's interesting. What is it? What does it mean? I don't know. While they're Mentioned. all looking over Relop's hand, I'm smiling and I kind of tap the side of my forehead next to the white tattoos. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's got those stars on her temples, kind of. Do her freckles look like any constellations I might know? I don't know. I need the player to tell me. What do you think? <laughs> it might possibly be. They're, they're old, ancient from the time of the giants. So I don't know if they would be locations he would recognize. Interesting. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just kind of unceremoniously uh, chuck the egg into the forge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if this thing's crazy, we just get the heck out and we're good, right? Do you want phoenixes? Because that's how you get phoenixes. Phoenixes? Phoenixes. Phoenixes. Yeah, like phoenix eye, I don't know. You toss it in and it kind of floats, which is funny because that eye just melts. And you watch as it slowly develops a crack from the bottom. And the inside, the crack itself, looks like it's filling with fire. And it busts open and this little bird kind of like flops out, walks on top of the lava for a second. It's got a little haze of fire around it, but it actually looks like a bird, right? Like it's not like, you know, made of fire. But it's got almost like a an aura, you know, when you like see the heat on the road. It's almost got that like waviness as an aura around it. Steps forward to the edge of the ford and looks back around at everybody, and then just looks up expectantly at Relop. It's bright red. It's got kind of a black beak and black legs, and it's right about the size of a chicken. And it looks fully. It doesn't have the looks of a chick. It looks like it has been developing in there for a long time because it looks fully an adult bird. Khan starts laughing and he says, well, Relop, you find yourself a little buddy. <laughs> I'll put my uh, hand out and uh, see if it comes to me. It hops up, looks up at you. It's kind of warm to the touch. I'll uh, set it on my uh, shoulder. Does it sit there? Yep. Kind of nestles in. <laughs> huh. Didn't we hear about these things being incredibly dangerous? I mean, we just kind of keep danger with us all the way anyway. So, what's one more thing? They call it a village destroyer. Maybe if you make it real mad, it burns your village down. Right. Don't eat its eggs, Lucan. I won't. I won't. Well, I think we've done what we've come here to do. Kaya, are you finished here? Is your test over? She pauses at that, looks at them both. Perhaps. Is there more you need to do? With the evil, with the Kruthik, they're gone. But those Frati may have another test for me. All right. 
we can make our way back out then and go our separate ways, I suppose. Going out is not something I think we need to worry about because it's just a matter of, you know, you have to sort of unlock that door that you came through before. There's probably a few loose crew thicks that you deal with, but most of them are trying to get the heck out of here without their leader. Rather than just a bunch of passing back and forth. On the way out, I'm, I'm assuming that Relop will look at some of these items. And so you've got a pair of boots that helps people be sneakier. You've got a decanter of water that will fill itself up. A key that has a kind of a percentage chance of opening up any lock. And then it'll cease to be magical after that. It's just sort of a looking for the right fit. Gotcha. And the, the cloak, yeah. Yeah, and the cloak that helps that lets you breathe underwater and move move fast. Step out into the under the hill again. And it is kind of the middle of the night. You'll probably want to camp or something, you know, maybe at the base of the hill or something before you go back to Ronsaman because it's a day's journey. At least go get the horses. It's it's nice to be able to just breathe cool air for a bit. <laughs> I agree. You're probably a little sweaty being in that sauna. <laughs> Tend to whatever wounds I have. Yes, does anybody need healing? I wouldn't be against it. All right. Lucan can use his lay on hands and heal up. I have uh, 21 damage on me, so it's yeah. all healed. I just wrap whatever wound I have. and Zan will heal you if, you if you allow her. Uh, no, thank you. All right. It's small. Mm. <laughs> no need. I understand. Other well, fall off horse. Yes, more damage. <laughs> <laughs> He's being taken care of by my brother. I mean, but I like this one. Ah, oh, Lucan, your hands are so soft. I'm moist right now because I'm so <laughs> sweaty, but you know. <laughs> and how many people on the podcast just turned it off for saying the word moist? <laughs> Kaya, where will you go from here? I'm going to be uh, tending to uh, my longbow and checking all my air. Looking over at Zahn. Back home. Evil is gone. They need to know. Excellent. It was a pleasure meeting with you, and thank you very much for all the help. Maybe we'll cross paths again? I look at Zan, and then I look at Relap and nod. Most likely. You spoke of army. Speak more. To our knowledge, the army is going to be gone now. Because, uh... We destroyed that white role. Do we know if that's going to destroy the army? We don't, but... It will destroy their purpose. Yes. They should at least stop marching directly up this way. Why were they coming here? Or following that stone. Ah. We broke it so they shouldn't have any need to follow it anymore. Who were they? Do you know uh, what the undead are? Mm, skeleton. And some more powerful than that. Hmm. Death Knights, dark armored undead, powerful fighters. They will find a purpose. She looks concerned. <laughs> so does Zan. Well, one of them wants a piece of me. I'm ready. Why one? Which piece? <laughs> <laughs> Zan will well, kind of laugh at that. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not giving it to him. Mark has a way of getting under people's skin. <laughs> With many swords, yeah? Yeah. 
with the sword. Uh, Hova will walk over and extend a hand to Kaya. She looks at it. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess if the rest of your village fights like you are, you have nothing to worry about. They do. Must always be ready for the fight, yeah? Absolutely. Do you want to camp with us tonight, or are you on your way? Mm, camping would be good. I have so, long travel before I get home. So we'll just nod and set up camp and sit with Kaya for the evening? Relop, which watch are you on? I figured I'd just set up the uh, dome and sleep through the night. Just call it? Okay. Yeah. And that's see-through, right? Yeah, oh, it's translucent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... Relap, you are sleeping pretty soundly. Hadn't slept very well the night before, obviously, and something catches your attention and you roll over and you see that your little fire ibis has climbed up into a tree and then the tree bursts into fire. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. Who's if you want to come over and just punch me in the face, feel free to do so. I'm okay. Solely noted. I'm procrastinating <laughs> on editing. My apologies. Oh, plus COVID. Oh, you know, <laughs> just oh, other thing. And- and ventilators. And being on a ventilator. <laughs> you wouldn't hit a guy on a ventilator, would you? Maybe. Maybe. Everybody ready? We got everybody on? Uh, I believe so. I think Who's Hudson was doing something, but I don't know what. Masticating. Oof. It's so- something that sounds kind of like that. Mm. Masticating is just chewing. Mark, did you step away? No, I muted myself so I could masticate in peace. Gosh, guys. <laughs> I always like to do it in crowds. Okay. <laughs> One day. Editing for Lance. Lance, Lance, that's, editing for Lance. Lance that, that's like, that's the like cut for, for, uh, real, for the rest of the episode. Just okay. put that everywhere. Yeah, just. <laughs> I'll just copy and paste it into like the record scratch thing so I can just copy yeah, yeah, and paste yeah. it over and over again. That, every time anybody <laughs> looks his direction. Every time he talks, he'll say, like, Relop, it's your turn during combat. He'll be like, ah, Scourging Ray. <laughs> Fireball. 47 damage. <sighs> 47. We lost Mark. Lost oh, Mark. That's a problem. Well, we're just going to go without a DM for the night, you folks. Let's see how <laughs> right. this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we killed how many dragons while he was gone? All of them. Yes. <laughs> as soon as he comes back, tell him he has to roll in a lot of loot tables. Oh, so much loot. <laughs> it was epic. So all the dragons are dead now. I just dumped myself out for a second there. You did. Yeah, so while you're gone, we killed all the dragons. Roll us that loot chart. Oh, the dragons. Forgot about the dragons. <laughs> we killed all of them. All of them are dead. <laughs> so we need 37 loot chart rolls. Um... I, keep ro- I keep rolling... The lamest stuff I could find. Yeah, I know, right? It's all, it's all common items. It's just like 120 drift globes. Oh, boy. Guys, I'm going to step away for just a minute. <sighs> sure. I wish hey. I'm on a bathroom break, so. Yeah, quick break. I'm just going to pee in a water bottle right here. Okay. Gross. <laughs>
And I hope you're eating Arby's right now. <laughs> Tell me. Curbside delivery, Arby's. Oh, wow. We're still doing it. Just ignore it. Quarantine people, but we're we're still doing Arby's spots. This is where the background music plays. No, this just gets cut. 100% cut. There is no music to play over this. You don't want to listen to me stare at my computer? Come on. No. That's cool. I mean, I have the Jeopardy theme, but I don't think we have the rights to it.